Hello and welcome back to Podcasting is Praxis. I'm David, my pronouns are he and him. I'm Jamie, my pronouns are also he and him. I'm Rob, mine are also he and him. And I'm Alistair and my pronouns are also he and him. I did promise on the last episode that came out that James would be back. James is not back. Uh, so what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to accept the substitute of Sinan. Hey everyone. Welcome to Sinan Co's Herald of Woe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you mean? What's what's this cold welcome about? What's this? No, what's this cold well, welcome? No, because for? we Jesus. know what happens when you come on. Like th- there is a yeah. price to your appearance, and we fucking pay for it. That's right. Well, that's how that works, isn't it? It's <laughs> frankly, frankly, I think it's shocking that you've typecast Sinan as the book guy. What? What? Like, why not come on? Have him come on and talk about like forty k or something. To be fair, we had me on to talk about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the first time I came up. Star Trek's kind of a boot, though. <laughs> is, it, is it a book? If you think about it, life's a bit of a book, but we won't fucking bother, shall we? Because that's a tedious conversation to have. Well, reading a book is a lot like waking up from the Matrix. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, isn't reading a book a lot like eating an orange? Isn't that what the uh, what it's more like? Reading a book is a lot like eating an orange in the Matrix. It's, it's waking up <laughs> yeah. from novelization of the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, reading the Matrix is like opening a box of chocolate orange. I really want white chocolate orange now. No, you oh, don't. So good. God's, God's don't, God's gift. don't, don't fucking divide this podcast up at the off. <laughs> it's gonna get worse from here. I promise yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, believe it. Anyway, do we want to do sentence pronouns while we're here? Uh, yeah, he and him. There we go. Chocolate and orange. <laughs> yeah. You shut I mean, your mouth. I sh- we shouldn't make that kind of joke given the book that's coming up, to be fair. Uh, good. Another oh, one of those good. books. Yeah. I- I've I've had some horrifying previews of this. and uh, mm. Yeah. Like Rob, I mean, Rob it's sends me it's- shit and it's always really fucking bad. But I never understand that the bits he's sending me are some of the mildest fucking parts that he's found. Like, I Don't never worry, this it gets lesson. much worse. Yeah, oh, yeah, it does, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every fucking time. I think that is like the unofficial practice cast motto, though. Don't worry, it gets much worse. <laughs> yeah. Worse and stupider. I can't wait till one time I come on this and it's and it's like, oh, it's a book again. I'm like, no, it's much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, before we launch into it, though, uh, a brief plug. We'll put a link in the show description, but uh, the RMT is sh- still cool, good, and on strike. So if you can, please donate to the Strike Fund link down below in the show notes. That being said, um, as a special treat for for David this week, or this time, uh, maybe you should say, mm. Sin and I have uh, read uh, uh, Scott Paul. Um, we've read futuristic Scott Paul called Gulag Caledonia. <laughs> <laughs> Unironically, yes, but no. Who's this by? I feel like I've heard of this. It you was have. bouncing around Twitter quite a bit, a cup like a month ago or something. It, it was like a month and a half ago. It was a month yeah. and a half ago, and I got a DM from Rob being like, "You know, is it, are we doing this?" It's like, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> there's a there's huge uh, memorial to the victims of communism vibe coming off of this already. Uh, well, there's there's a lot of memorials uh, coming up. Let me read to you. This is. <laughs> yeah. um, this is a, a book summary from uh, the book itself. It's like on page two or three. Let me read you. Scotland, 2050, a brutal, shattering glimpse of a globalist world where freedom is extinguished. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> 
People, society, and every aspect of life are closely monitored and under the control of the state. The greater good is the new religion that underpins this nightmarish dystopia oh decades God. in the making. I've read 1984 and I thought, you know what? This could go this could go beyond deviant art. So I'm gonna i I'm gonna publish my own fucking <laughs> version of it. Are these uh, are these new microphones we got censored enough to, to pick up like me doing the jerk off motion? <laughs> <laughs> Gulag Caledonia is the story of one man taken to the brink of self-destruction <laughs> who discovers the eternal flame of humanity, comma, which can never be extinguished. Distinguished, sorry. Oh. It should say extinguished, but it says distinguished. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Humanity can never be distinguished from its, uh, from That's, its yeah. ancestors. Th- yeah, humanity is not a place of honour, of course. So. <laughs> nothing about no, you here. What I'm getting from this is that they just used, like, fucking, uh, like, uh, Microsoft Word spell check rather than hire a fucking proofreader. Yeah, always a good much. sign. Yeah, and it, this, this book drove me insane. <laughs> that was, I was... It's it's super bad. A lot of my I gave up writing notes because most of my notes were like you have described current society, but like <laughs> you have decided to project it onto communism, a thing that does not exist in Scottish politics. Sorry, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Alistair, yeah. like y- you weren't far wrong. It is essentially 1984, but what if George Orwell also had a severe head head injury as well as a hatred of psychology, genders, and cultural Marxism? And half remembered oh, so some very the, bad philosophy. What if George Orwell classics. was George Galloway? <laughs> <laughs> You're not very far off. <laughs> it's like more or less what we what we're yeah. dealing with. Just, like, so just if you want to picture Callum, who's this boy? Uh, uh, a guy called Bruce Scott. Um, and if By you the want way, to what fuck powerfully off, Scottish name, powerfully Scott. Scottish name, Bruce <laughs> Scott. He could also Please, be Scott Mr. Bruce, to be was honest. My <laughs> oh. he, I, I've actually, I think I found uh, Scott uh, Bruce Scott's uh, <laughs> Twitter page. Uh, is that, is I have that, not. Is that how this came up originally? Because I'm, I'm sure I remember everyone like rinsing some guy for having written this. Yeah, it's very possible. It was basically, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Someone found the book, and everyone's like, "This looks insane." It's still pinned to his profile. I'd unpin it if I were him. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. great. It's not even <laughs> very good. The other thing we should also say about Scott uh, Scott Bruce or Bruce Scott, whichever you like, um, is he may be the most divorced man of all times, and I mean like beyond Glinner levels of divorced. Wow, yeah, beyond Jeff Bezos levels of divorced, and he got divorced <laughs> and lost a shit ton of money. Unknown levels of divorced. Wow. What are we talking like a nine on the fucking uh, Lawrence Fox scale? No, 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 beyond Lawrence <laughs> 11. Fox. This Eleven is, on the Fox scale. It's insane. It's insane. Like. There are specific lines referring to divorce in this book that I've highlighted. <laughs> 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 Including him more or less going, she's turned the wings against us. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is more or less exactly a phrase in the book. Does this guy have a particular problem with horses by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let me do some uh, real scene setting hours. There's a preface what was, what as well. Was the, so... What was the fellow's name? It was like Jock Haggis or something like that. <laughs> Bruce Jock Scott. <laughs> Alistair Bagpipe. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to offend every Scottish person listening to this, which is good. They should be yeah, offended. It is, yeah. No, I'm giving you all the pass. Hell oh, yeah. No, I'm going to make it worse. <laughs> They're never going to bring it back. Original Iron Brew. Well, I mean... <laughs> 
that's it we're all gonna get cancelled now well i mean to make it to make it better for just this episode in particular the main character in this book is also called david so everything we say applies to all davids this is all I'm saying. Uh, he is a type right, of me... guy. He, he looks like the kind of guy you see in a heavy metal pub who talks about how his swastika tattoo is a non-racist one. Yeah. <laughs> Another type. <laughs> well, I mean, he does love himself some uh, philosophers who were very, very comfortable with that particular symbol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, hold on. He's, he's at his doctor, Bruce Scott. What's he a doctor of? Uh, he is a practicing Scotland. psychoanalyst. Which is really which, worrying. Which, which, by the way, does not show him this work because I'd be no. worried if he psychoanalyzed anyone. Uh, right. So there's a preface, which I'll mostly skip, but I'll do some scene setting in general just to get you in the mood of the book. Um, it's 2050. Society has forgotten God and become degenerate because of cultural <laughs> Marxism, the oh. Frankfurt School, and internet pornography. Um, and trans people. There's lots of turfing in this book, by the way. Uh, And we're going to skip all over that because fuck that shit, we're not giving it air. That's just a basic thing you need to... Thank you. Like, we could skip a third of this book. We've done that by cutting out the turf shit. Um, (laughs) Let me read to you. This is the basic theory or societal assumption of the book. This is at about 80% in, and it's set in a re-education camp at that point. Um, It was far more complex than that, but the general idea was of a medico-psychosociological, pedagogical, ideological structure which took the humanness out of the human. The result, in 2050, was the likes of... Someone needs to take the fucking thesaurus (laughs) off this guy. Jesus fucking Christ. The result, in 2050, was the likes of his re-education coach spewing out this well-being education nonsense, thinking it was for the greater good not knowing the immense violence she was committing in the name of humanity. That's, if you want to have a thesis, I was, that's I was that. all on board with that kind of shit until I heard the word well-being and that just switched me right back off. Yeah, <laughs> it's... Um, oh. and, and all of it t- takes place, by the way, not in a liberated Scotland, but in a quote-unquote ultra-devolved Scotland, which, so it's still... Yeah, it's Devo yeah. Supermax. I think it's it's not a bad way of putting it. <laughs> it's it's so devolved that Scotland gets to do communism while being part of the UK. Yeah, communism uh, in not even one country. Yeah, yeah, um, communism also, in not point nine of a country. Uh, also, abortion is still legal in Scotland, which is very bad. And there's also too much psychology and psychiatry going on in this society. Does does this dude end up like going on a tangent about circumcised penises at any point? Because he feels like the type already. Uh, he does write <laughs> yeah. about pissing and shitting to a degree and with a detail that you will find worrying. Was yeah, this, you know, was his first book about how Silent Hill is a metaphor for circumcision. Jordan Peterson, is that you? This this guy's fucking energy for writing uh, only came to the fore after he got banned from a certain wiki. (laughs) I was was gonna say, he uses the word psychosocial so much I thought he was Slipknot. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, And also, by 2050 in Scotland, the women, the females, are very much out of control. The virulent (laughs) fourth. Oh no, girls have gone wild. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me read you a little bit. The virulent fourth wave radical feminist discourse bearing the banner of desiring equality. In reality, it became a war against men and boys, a veritable game of top trumps on any issue from wages to sexual pleasure. I mean, to be fair, the he-hems have it coming. 
They we yeah, this podcast collectively has it massively coming. <laughs> we have to be stopped. Please, God, someone help us. I, I've said I don't know how many times I've said this before, but the minute that a team of Zoomers turn up to me and hand me a list of my crimes, I will report to the wall. Yeah. I've just found a picture of the guy. Oh, yeah, it's something, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Again, my, my description is 100. <laughs> All right. Picture jokes that land well on a podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's not like we don't do that over on my one either. Yeah. So. And, and essentially, Scotland is uh, uh, governed by the Frankfurt School, essentially, uh, by an overbearing state. I that wish. Holy shit. That manifests itself through mental health monitoring th- and through school indoctrination. And schools are now very bad because that's where they teach the genders. Um, <laughs> fucking Christ. And, um, and also, just so you know, um, he also, he's an anti-mask, anti-vax guy as well, because oh, it, the thesis here he is. is that uh, due to COVID, let me quote again, the world was essentially shut down and a kind of global communist totalitarian techno state was introduced. So that's where we are. kind of based. Only. Yeah, that sounds really based, actually. I'm incredibly yeah. that. Yeah, um, lots of parts in this book you, that, like, sorry, uh, let's take I was just gonna say, could you imagine if what had happened during lockdown is we'd we'd all been locked indoors for like better part of two years, and then we all stepped outside, and all of a sudden we lived in a communist state? Like, I would welcome that, but I would also be somewhat su- <laughs> somewhat surprised as to how we arrived at that conclusion. <laughs> If fucking only all of our all of us crawling out of our holes like bears after like hibernation, blinking into the <laughs> communist sunshine. That'd be so Hell fucking yeah. amazing. See what uh, it is anyway. though. If you, if you dressed if you dressed up like a like a Soviet fucking soldier and went around and killed this guy with a rifle, it'd be the best day of his life. He'd be absolutely <laughs> fucking made up as when he lay there dying. Right. Someone you know get I mean? me the Make a Wish Foundation. The thing is, the thing is, the thing thing is, this guy. (laughs) (laughs) The the wishes of a dying boy is to hand over this one list. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> All right, that's incredible. I need a moment. <laughs> Change my tone. I handle with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me come back into it. Uh, all right, so let me brief you briefly give you an overview of the cast of characters. It's almost once. It's very simple. Uh, the main character is a guy called David Campbell, and essentially he's the last sane man in a world gone mad. Uh, yeah. He was, yeah, I know. Um, he was previously of uh, Occupy Wall Street and um, various anarchistic organizations, um, but uh, he cannot oh, essentially so totally ineffectual. Then, okay. <laughs> essentially, David has like, an incredibly. Like what though? Does, did they give any examples of these? Because, like, for for the, the the picture you paint of the author, anarchist associations could be like the fucking Kellogg's Corporation. Do you know what I mean? Like fucking- <laughs> I'm pretty it's sure it's just going to be whatever like- CV he was given by his handler at Police Scotland. Like that's that's yeah, all. Jamie, it's, it's be. essentially like uh, 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 like 
the anarchism in mainly relates to people who like sucking and fucking out there outside their relationship um which he used to think was okay but then the a radical feminist got involved and it was no longer okay um oh, it was great until the women turned up <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, he also has astonishingly astonishingly long and incredibly excruciating long um he he thinks and then follows like 17 pages of rand level discourse about the state of the world essentially <sighs> um yeah it's it's a long one uh david let me read a bit from the book david had had his scottishness erased and outlawed by successive governments pushing a social justice cultural marxist agenda yes please do erase my scottishness please the the amount of conspiracy theories this guy name checks is insane (laughs) yeah Yeah, i was gonna say rob as ever i i i hope eternal that one day one of these freaks will ever define their fucking terms like, uh, does he ever explain yeah. what he means by social justice and cultural Marxism, or is it just women? No, it's, it's those women. things that you've heard women, about. Women and black people—that's what he means by that. Uh, roughly, yes. Uh, yeah, David. Much. David used to have a job in See, the when, university, but just he like ran Sinan, afoul. Sinan mentioned uh, like conspiracy theories there. Does he mention what is the greatest conspiracy theory of all time and my own personal favorite, which is that Super Tramp did nine eleven? <laughs> 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 why would he have mentioned that? <laughs> that's yeah, a that's... conspiracy theory. Why? Why not? I thought that was just accepted base truth. Um, yeah, yeah. We're just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks yeah. at this point with this book. Anyway, uh, David used to be employed at a university, but he ran afoul of the state when he discovered quote a virulent, toxic feminist totalitarian hierarchy that is plotting to shut up men and white men in particular. Wait, and is, this, David... is this another one of those anarchists? That we've heard so much about. He used to be anarchistic until he dis- discovered the feminist totalitarian hierarchy uh, of psychiatrists who want to <laughs> introduce was, children was, to the genders. I was getting more at the fact that he's described anarch- possibly describing anarchists as being hierarchical, which I found amusing. Right. David David was a white cis male, which indicated that, one, he was an oppressor of liberty of civilization due to the color of his skin... Mm-hmm that he was male, and worst of all, he was a white heterosexual male who identified as a biological male. So that's why he gets thrown out of the university. <laughs> to be fair, right, that is the worst kind of person statistically. What, yeah. David? I, 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 as, as that, <laughs> specifically and exactly, yes, agree. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually he loses his job uh, for essentially being a big old transphobe and a men's rights guy. And apart from that, going all men's rights also, men's right also causes him to lose his wife's, his wife, uh, due to the Wives. Twitter mobs getting involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does, he does an anonymous accounts bit. It's insane. He blames the anonymous <laughs> accounts for his wife leaving him. It's great. <laughs> Whoever is tweeting outside my house, stop. I'll never stop. <laughs> yeah. How's the weather in St. Petersburg, comrade? Divorce court. <laughs> <laughs> Now imagine an account called like mandatory divorce adding every bald centrist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that fucking um, that account that would tweet the clown emoji at uh, Paul Mason every time he tweeted. The, yeah, the one that I named my uh, character in my first YouTube video after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, so that's David. David is by far the most important person. There's like essentially one other person you who drops by and is sort of semi-important. He's a guy, another Scots, another uh, uh, revolutionary freethinker called Fergus, who is a multiple time, uh, a lifetime achievement winner of the Caledonia Gulags, and he don't take no shit from nobody. That's essentially. He just seemed like kind of a cunt to me. It, yeah, they, they're all cunts. Um, all right, so let's head into it. Well, Chapter- what you know, yeah. Uh, so we open up in chapter one and david wakes up in uh, sad glasgow and has to report to the department of work and well-being for his uh, psych evaluation uh, because the universal basic income is only available to those with bad mental health in this society well then it's not universal is it yeah i I mean it'd be near enough but it sounds like they've reformed the Department of Work and Pensions. It was only ever going to get so good. Yeah. It, it sounds terrible, though. If if one was unemployed, the state would contribute to the cost. Or if one worked... Sorry, let me try that again. It's terrible writing. If one was unemployed, the state would contribute to the cost of rent. Um, oh, Jesus Christ, it's so bad. Let me... I'm reading this passage, and yeah, like, it is my man, this is not how you use a fucking semicolon. Right, I'm going to try this one more time. <laughs> if one was unemployed, the state would contribute to the cost, semicolon, or, comma, if one worked, the rent would be extortionate enough <laughs> to make life barely livable. But, but, comma, of course, comma, housing further up the social <laughs> social status scale was out of reach for most of the population, period. God, it's just now, imagine, but imagine, better. imagine living in this situation. Im- this is like this is a slight improvement on what we have now, and he's fucking crying about it. It's still shit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, imagine if oh. society was one degree not so bad. And imagine yeah. that, and imagine just the worst if, possible conceivable future. Imagine if rent was so extortionate that life was barely livable. Wow, what a weird dystopia <laughs> he's living in. Wow, I'm so confused by yeah. that. What if housing was out of reach for most people? That would be that would be terrible. What if you couldn't I afford mean, a house? And Imagine. even worse, if the government were to cover the cost slightly, if you had bad <laughs> mental health. Rob, you promised me full communism. What's going on here? Why is rent still a thing? <laughs> this is this is SNP full communism. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's lib he's, communism. He's he's understood that like the SNP in fact aren't a communist party, but mostly cries about things that are very clearly liberalism, as if it's communism. Excellent. Like my my oh, guy yes. is mad at my guy is mad at like capitalism, ethnic minorities, women and trans people. Lenin, and, like, Marx, the Frankfurt School. Lenin, it's it's yeah. a there's a grab bag of. Uh, by the way, That's if you want to get a nice, just these plain fucking pails, but every card is either the title of a Wikipedia page or the contents of a Wikipedia page, and you just went that one, that one. Yeah, it's a pair. Fuck it. <laughs> and yeah, if you want like good. a. a, a, a We've already skipped over like pages of interior monologue, which go nowhere yeah, and are fucking terrible. Um, look, I, I'm going to be honest with you; it's not well written. It's pages really you not. have been asking, who is John McGall? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you want to get a flavour of the dystopia of Scotland in this era, uh, this is while he's on the bus uh, to the DWP, essentially. The bars and nightclubs along these vast expanses of social, cultural, and community obliteration were places where time could be wallowed away in a haze of booze and pills. People would often meet their dates at these places, whom they had met online for the meaningless pursuit of sexual pleasure. Sex had become a hobby. Wow, what a dystopia. 
This wow. fucking guy, yeah, this fucking guy's conception of like the worst possible future is one where gentrification hasn't happened. <laughs> it is it is an absolute like d- d- disaster that uh you know music venues and all sorts of places um in in big cities are getting shut down because you build a bunch like you know fucking private developers build a bunch of like flats next to like a, a big club and then uh the residents complain because there's music and yeah the the worst possible thing is that that hasn't happened fucking awesome <laughs> my guy have you never had a, had a friend in your oh, obviously not but no he is where is he gonna get his fucking artisanal cereal from now i mean look, i'll show i'll show a picture of the guy you'll see he's never had a friend before this is the actual picture of the guy i mean he's definitely never yeah, had he's, a he's in the he's in the book so we can do this like it's fine you know if you don't want yeah. us to show you picture then don't put it in the book you've put out for, he looks for like an upside down cossack <laughs> his beard does look like a cowpack actually that is yeah. um yeah. is interesting right uh so chapter two is when he arrives at the dwp um and then we get into what i can only describe as shitting discourse um because he <laughs> there's, there's many people uh, are talking about this no 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 there's literal paragraphs where he talks about how badly he needs to do his shit um, and that, and, of course, and, leads- also, and also how the toilet police mean he has to do is it in a certain to, way. Is he trying but- to do like train spotting, <laughs> but with like the stupidest ideology known to man? <laughs> well, let me let, let me read you, Alistair, to answer your question. But sit down, he did as he let his bowels empty like a champion. The relief was exhilarating. <laughs> My man really needs to take a shit as he was writing this bit. Yeah. <laughs> this, by the way, is not the only shitting discourse that we will encounter in this book. No, it's not. <laughs> also, not the only toilet discourse either, but. No. Oh, the, uh, the, we're skipping the past a today, lot so of toilet discourse. don't have a powerful enough flush. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of him being mad at a specific kind of toilet that everyone has in their house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this dude must More be a, a fucking trunk guy. A gender really. neutral one. Yeah, Jamie. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, so essentially, then, apart from more sci- more philosophical musing, which we've all skipped, uh, then we get to the pure terror of David having to wait for 30 minutes to start his appointment at the D- DWP in this That's dystopian future. so much faster future. than real life. Yeah, yes. I know. So much faster than real life. Heaven forfend. I am sorry. I'm fucking dissociating at the moment. Like, this is not doing me any good. This, <laughs> not like this guy's called fucking David. <laughs> and also in this dystopia, uh, the state monitors you and puts you back to work when you can. Uh, something that, of course, would never happen in any other society. He's, he's described neoliberalism again. Yeah. He keeps describing neoliberalism over and over again. <laughs> After a heart attack, his neighbor was back at work in the, at the protein processing factory on the production line. The state cares so much they monitor <sighs> you to get back to work and keep you there. Poverty management for profit. A society of prisoners... Oh man! This is just Can you, yeah, that's just I is, Daniel Blake. What the fuck? <laughs> this is just <laughs> capitalism, like yeah. again. Wait, I mean, but first of all, imagine anywhere in Britain having a factory at all. This is what's so unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I work at the protein factory. It's a futuristic protein <laughs> factory. Yeah, I would, I would love to have a job at the futuristic protein factory. Be so well, I mean, much better than the fucking the, software the, factory where I work. The protein factories are necessary because the Frankfurt School vegans have. And the UN. That's where the Frankfurters come from. 
And the, <laughs> and, it's all, and the, it's all falling into place. And That's the why UN he's got a problem with the Frankfurt School. And the UN's agenda 2030 have clubbed together to ban meat, except the elites can still eat it. The rest of the people eat insect protein. Um, and later on in the book, he gets sent to a penal colony where the bugs are farmed. Just a giant yeah. windowsill. <laughs> I'm from Glasgow and I say kill them all. <laughs> That's right, I do. <laughs> um, all right, essentially, then we get into uh, chapter three, Wayne. He is interviewed by uh, the DWP and after a excruciating argument about uh, men's rights, uh, David gets all worked up. Uh, cue the uh. DWP guy, who in this scenario seems quite reasonable. From your medical records, I see that your male hormone levels have de been deemed problematically high. Have you never considered hormone suppressants? <laughs> see, that's that's the kind of future we're uh, we're heading. I'm towards. sorry, my, fr my 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 dude is just too much of a manly man to yeah, exactly. be yeah. dealing with this. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those guys who heard that like you go bald because of testosterone and is really using that to cope hard about the fact that he has no hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can only shit like a fucking champion if you have high testosterone. That's that's just the truth. <laughs> I, I also want to read out a specific line from this yeah, chapter go for it. that I found very funny. You were married and had two children, but your wife left you and took custody of the children, which is just a complete fucking own. It sums up what this guy's problem is. It is. I'm, it really, like, is this is this present in the rest of the book where it's just like, this guy is just writing a story based about what has happened to him on the given day that he's written a chapter? Because that's, that's he keeps, just overwhelmingly like, the vibe I'm getting. He keeps litigating the fictional divorce and keeps trying to explain it as the character. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... I feel like his wife divorced him. <laughs> That's the feeling I get from this. Yeah. Um, essentially, David is deemed to be emotionally unwell, which given like the, the pages Sin and I read, I'm like, yeah, he is. He needs some care. Um, and two I feel emotionally unwell after reading this, yeah. just to be clear. Um, and at the end of the interview with the DWP, uh, two smiling goons drag him upstairs for a chat with uh, the Department of Psychiatry and Social Work. That thing that definitely exists. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, sorry, like the idea, the idea of uh, being in a society where, like, oh, you've actually got like emotional problems. Well, we actually deal with that uh, promptly. Imagine, imagine that. <laughs> See, yeah. I'm, I'm amazed at the idea of a national service that deals with social work and that kind of shit. That's that's mind boggling. Yeah. Never no, this is ultra devo Scotland, David. So it might not exist in England. Uh, yeah, this I was gonna say this guy's like accidentally tripped dick first into what could only like the closest thing to like a socialist policy that has been conceived so far. <laughs> but you see how you said the guy was like a what a psychoanalyst or something? Yeah. yeah, he is. Why is he so rage about fucking psychiatry and everything? Do you think he he's rage about <laughs> certain kinds of psychiatry. The kind yeah, of psychiatry is real. Whereas if you're like, oh, actually, I like my boy Freud still. I think that's that's probably yeah no he's a hard, he's very hard Freudian. You think that that's oh, yeah. perfectly good. What well, he's very Which, much by against. the way is very ironic given the content of the book. Can I yeah. just say? <laughs> that does my man love cocaine? <laughs> um, yeah, is this problem caused by penis? Uh, well, let me I mean, let me see if I can well, answer your question with some text, uh, Jamie. The whole modus operandi of the Department of Work and Wellbeing, nay, the entire state, was to problematize being. To pro borrow a phrase from Anirin Bevan, a 20th century socialist politician, it was okay. to problematize being or human life from cradle to grave. The aim what? of this, mm -hmm, 
The aim of this was not the altruistic aim of caring for the populace, but ostensibly poverty management for profit, brackets, and control of the masses, hyper-monitoring of people's activity. My guy. Mm-hmm. My guy, I promise you, you do not need to problematize being. It's enough of a fucking problem as it is. Yeah. The manufacturing of victimhood through this rise of therapeutic culture and encouraging governance of the self. So essentially, in Devo Max Scotland, we've all started talking about ourselves and our genders too much, and that's what's caused the country to collapse. Because he's very much of the school of like, uh, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and you need adversity to become a better person. He's- so that's yeah, what he's terrified getting. of self-crit and like being self-aware because he he doesn't want to know what that would actually be like. Yeah. Which, I mean, look at the author. Like, I, can, I, I invite yeah. you to look at the author again. <laughs> yeah, I, I will not take you up on the invite. Then, <laughs> then there follows this fucking spectacular section, which is not at all like you know the author speaking about his own experiences. Um, yeah, he, he he gets presented um, uh, like he's in a psychologist's office, and he gets presented. Uh, by some of the things that he's done since the divorce uh, and and being a big old skis, essentially. Um, but he's being, of course, monitored through the Panopticon. Um, and yeah. the things they have it's, found out are the following. It's the Panopticon's fault. If it wasn't for the Panopticon, I wouldn't have been shitting in my ex-wife's hedge at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so the charges as laid out are the following. Uh, being a, what I can only call being a big skis in uh, local bars, too much posting, attending He was just complaining about the fucking bars. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but he was complaining because he never got laid in the bars. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. what the problem was. That's, that's the problem. People go to these bars to fuck, but nobody's fucking him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is hardly surprising because he looks like the, the egg David Cronenberg's children painted for Easter. <laughs> 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 the picture painted by Matt. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Fuck. <laughs> the, the third charge is that he keeps attending meetings which distribute sexism, misogyny, racism, and homophobia. So, like, that sounds fine. Yeah, don't um, attend those meetings. Yeah, I, I would simply not. Um, <laughs> he's he's organising those fucking meetings. They are. Um, <laughs> uh, he's also charged with not engaging in gender-neutral play between the ages of three and five, and not potating. What? Pot- and not potating, <laughs> participating in group sessions at school to talk about his well-being, home life, and gender ideas. And we get into a whole thing with his dad later because his, his dad was also an unreconstructed male turf piece of shit, um, and forbade him this from. This guy wishes he was. This guy wishes he had like the philosophical competence to be a stoic, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also I think very telling that like one of the primary things that he thinks is bad is when children talk about their home life at school, and I'm like, there's a reason mm. they took the kids away, isn't it? Isn't there? Oh, yeah. I know what that is. That's this fucking named person thing. That's what he's having a stab at there. The the whole name, like every child should have a named person outside the family that can, basically it's a fucking point of contact. It's not like, it's nothing even close to as serious as these cunts make out, but they fully believe that it's basically the Gestapo, but for slapping your wane. <laughs> I mean, if only. Yeah, the fault follows like another multi p- 
page like Ayn Rand length speech against we live in a society, man is corrupted now, uh, in which he extensively quotes mad fascist fuck Solzhenitsyn and the uh, Gulag Archipelago, if you're wondering where the title of this book comes from. Mm. Um, I, did th- I did feel like they fucking rang a bell, this title. Mm. Um, yeah. After which the wait, algorithm... Wait, wait, until you see the, wait until you see the other person he quotes. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait to hear about the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, essentially, after which the, uh, the, the psychologist and the state algorithm says, uh, fuck you. Um, while the psychologist does get off a little bit on seeing David humiliate himself, and he's found guilty of I mean, masculine thought crime and sent to the personal, social, and occupational rehabilitation scheme on the Western Isles of Scotland, uh, where he has to work on the protein farms. Allow me to do some psychoanalysis of my own. This guy gets turned on by being degraded. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what's happening here. Like, I know it when I see it. Um, Out of interest, then, which isle does he get sent to, does he say? Oh, oh there yeah, are it does, very it does specific it. traffic. To, yeah. uh, like, we're going to go on a bus ride soon, and like all turns are like described, and it's like, now we turn on to the B539. It's just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, <laughs> oh. And essentially, this uh, this occupational rehabilitation scheme was set up by the EU and the United Nations to come... Oh, no, co- not the EU and the UN. <laughs> the two worst organizations known to man. I know, but it was especially set up to combat unemployment, which is fucking terrible, uh, after the financial collapse, as well as the fabricated climate emergency policies. Hmm... Uh, <laughs> In which, truly, the uh, the prisoners have a terrible life of free housing, free food, all the basic necessities, and you can leave the labor camp whenever you want to have a pint down the pub. Yeah, this gulag sounds dope, actually. Yeah. I'm suddenly yeah. coming out pro-gulag because of this book. <laughs> yeah. It's completely worked the wrong way. Essentially, at this point, we're 20% into the book, and all we've done is take a bus ride and have a chat. There's more Rand-level musings about how it's terrible when the state turns the weans against you. Um, <laughs> and what if we forgot that real Christianity demands suffering on earth and difficult experiences to make you a better person? Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate this shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and essentially he's once again tortured by the guards. Uh, David's scenario was like a prisoner Good. telling... To be honest, uh, prison abolition except for this prick. Yeah. <laughs> David's scenario was like a prison guard telling a prisoner, here is the key, you can take it if you want and leave the cell, but you must believe this truth about the world, and as the truth will set you free, the choice is yours. Two and two must make five. Now, if that reminds you of anything, that's almost word for word, George Orwell's 1984. Just say there are four lights, and then you can down tools and go to the pub. That's how this gulag works. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the thing is the thing that's the thing is the like prison he's in is so good it's so much better than like yeah. a lot of people's actual life it's so weird it's literally like a hotel room it has a fridge and menu choices a television uh internet but just no phone signal which sounds that's fucking amazing that's, that's what this guy believes actual prison is like yeah, though. he was, held once say, that they got a ps2 in there and he lost his fucking mind yeah, yeah, he's one of those people who's like, look at the Swedish prisons. They're like mansions. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus fuck, man. I don't yeah. know. And his, his response... Yeah, it sounds dope. Yeah, I mean, it, David's response to being presented with a gym, a pool, a TV lounge, and much more is to literally curl up into a ball and weep until the nurse comes to check in on him. <laughs> well, that's good, though, because now he gets universal basic income. 
<laughs> breaking out breaking out into fucking tears because you don't like the menu choices and then complaining that people don't talk about are talking about their feelings too much yeah i know this guy is yeah this guy loves talking about his feelings later on later on options, he's but... he's presented with a vegetable curry that's also provided free of mm. charge and he eats it very resentfully it's amazing um, <laughs> the curry sounded good yeah as well it's so the yeah, thing I'm... is he describes the food so well i'm hungry now <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me read you a little bit, because it's fucking... This is so good. Fuck, David thought. They can even watch me crying on my bed. It's nothing <laughs> sacrosanct. This was nothing less than a panopticon, as described by the 20th century philosopher Michel Foucault. <laughs> wow. Wait until you hear about some of the stuff Foucault believed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting in my prison cell thinking, damn, sure is a panopticon in here. Yeah. <laughs> This guy, this guy is desperately trying to flex by naming as many philosophers as he can, and yeah. manages to name every problematic philosopher or author I've ever heard of. <laughs> and if you're wondering why David is such a like not well person with you know a massive divorce behind him, we get into essentially a long reverie about the father. This is the by far the biggest chapter of the book, and I've skipped huge chunks out of this. Yeah, um, I fucking hated this chapter. I, 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 the only bit I highlighted here was the reference to a certain German philosopher. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, his dad's a very normal guy. Mother told yeah. me... Sorry, let me try that again. Mother told me that if anybody ever came near, near me with malice, my father would have fought to the death to protect me. He would have volunteered himself for death to save my brother and die. I always marveled at such preparedness for death. See, that's... It's real normal dad hours in here. My dad kicked your cunt in. <laughs> <laughs> See, when he mentions his mother, is that his real mother or is that some kind of giant seabird that sat on his head and tried to hatch it? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think it was wire mother, actually. That's, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> Eventually, uh, his dad dies uh, at the hands of the state when the, he's forcibly injected with a COVID vaccine, after which oh. he develops heart problems and dies. Pretty Eat much. shit directly out of my fucking ring piece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his dad's also a big Bible guy, but also, let me quote again, because this is fucking incredible. Uh, his dad also studied psychology, Buddhism, brackets, Zen, comma, Tibetan, Sufism, shamanism, <laughs> Marxism slash communism slash socialism, comma, anarchism, continental philosophy, postmodernism. He had even been a member of political parties and secret underground socialist activist organizations. Is this, guy, is this guy us. fucking He's emulating us. Ian Dunn? Buddhism <laughs> brackets Marxist Leninist. <laughs> yeah. But Buddhism brackets Zen Tibetan sent me because, like, yeah, those are the two genders of Buddhism right now. <laughs> like, no other Buddhism, famously. <laughs> Inside your Buddhism are two wolves. <laughs> My father, not a stand-in for the author naturally, was, amongst other things, also a trained psychoanalyst. Another mm. profession that had been obliterated by totalitarian state technological advancements. Damn, his job got automated and now he's mad. <laughs> he's been automated by one of those fucking BuzzFeed quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> Top 30 Rorschach tests, take them now. Um, <laughs> my father and mother used to sit at... Uh, this is, by the way, this is how you also know that the weens have definitely been turned against him for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> my... 
Father and mother used to sit at our kitchen table in our little country cottage where we lived, that's great writing, and debate the issues of the day, <laughs> especially when it came to parenting. I remember my father discussing the underhand uh, ethical dummy pass, brackets, the no-hitting children's law, and the state's next logical steps of issuing parenting and the rights of parenting. So... Through the underhand means of you can't hit your children, the state takes control of all children in the early aughts. Just, just don't <laughs> hit your Because kids. you see, the, the right. only way to defeat a child is to fight them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> to defeat them in hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, otherwise, they will surpass you and become your master. Yeah. yeah. The only reason that we have Wes Streeton is because he won that trial by combat as a child. That's true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Then he yeah. went on to defeat the clown himself, which was really <laughs> impressive. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you decapitate your child, you get their powers in an event known as the quickening. <laughs> uh, and then there's also a huge, long section, very repetitive, about how the traditional family and Christianity have been dissolved, which leads to uh, very bad things. Blah, blah, blah. Um and then the dad also goes off to a Russian monastery to hear some really normal talk about gender. But again, we're not doing turf shit, so fuck that noise. Um, and as I said, normal dad refuses to get the kids vaccines, uh, which leads to the vaccine cops, cops coming to the house uh, and tasering normal dad and then faxing him without consent. Um, oh, right, so wait, he took a fucking taser and then he got COVID vaccine and then his heart gave out and they went, must have been the vaccine, not the fucking <laughs> thousands of volts fucking coursing through. No, it's great. I love, to, I love to get fucking subdued by a taser and then the guy who's there with a fucking blow dart gun filled with the COVID vaccine then jabs me with it. Yeah. Uh, but- before we move on, I do want to mention which German philosopher he's name checked. Oh yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. will name check again. German philosopher Martin Heidegger. And I thought the <laughs> name rang a bell. So I looked him up and it was, turns out he was a Nazi. Oh, um, funny um, that. Great. Brilliant. Um, and so dad is very normal and quoting Nazi philosophers. Yeah. Uh, he also strongly... Without, without any caveat, by the way, because I know, I know a, a, a notable YouTuber has quoted this person, but to be fair to her, she specifically gave the context that this person was a Nazi. So, you know. At the end of this chapter, Martin by the way... Martin Heidegger, a normal guy. Yeah, you know? totally normal guy. Don't Just don't mention the armbands. Mm. Uh, although, also, at the end of this chapter, uh, it turns out that COVID was probably caused by Satan. Uh, no, I won't take any questions. <laughs> That's all right. right. I agree, uh, <laughs> and, and and I think Satan did a good job with this. To be fair. Yeah. I invite the honourable gentleman to go further. <laughs> uh, Grandfather Nurgle's blessing, please. All <laughs> uh, oh, right. After which, uh, he's finally forced to leave one cushy hotel room for another, uh, and now he's in mid transport. He's headed, David. He's headed to Oban. By the way, this is where the uh, mealworm oh, farms nice. are. Oh, Oban's lovely. Nice. Yeah, Oban is lovely. Um, Lucky him. Right. So, yeah. It, again, uh, there's you'll more... You'll see how lucky he is when we get there. Yeah. Like... Um, we there's, He step, spends a lot of time staring out the window and doing philosophy in his own brain about, like, why the divorce was wrong and the kids really do love him. Um, <laughs> and other things. philosophy dojo to undo my divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and on the way, we pass some lovely scenery, including uh, Loch Lomond, where no one is allowed to go hiking or camping or be outside in nature anymore, except for the elite of society, of course. 
One could often see the elites of political society sailing without a care in the world on the deserted lock, parking up on islands in the, mid in the middle of the lock, that's good writing, and having lunch with friends and family. No such luck for ordinary people. The countryside in 2050 was banned for most people. I mean, I mean that, that is literally how it is now, except the ban is only in the... It's very difficult to get there unless you drive, so you're kind of barred out from that. And you could take the train, I guess, but you kind of need to be fucking lucky as to where you live with that one, so you're paying more money to get there. Other words, it's actually quite inflexible with the shit transport system that we have, not to mention the fact that most people will start working five, six days a week. So uh, you're right, just for all the fucking wrong reasons, prick. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Also, the fact that, like, uh, I know it's less the case in Scotland, but at least in the rest of the UK, there is basically no such thing as public land. It is all owned by either the Crown or some fucking prick. Yeah, I mean, that's the same yeah, in Scotland, just... but we've got the right to roam, so that, that shit doesn't really matter. Although, at the same time, if you want to go camping around Loch Lomond, uh, fuck you now. You can't yeah. do that anymore. They banned that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that's along the West Highland Way, and otherwise you would get significant overuse. But that's a conversation for, I think, a different day. Um, I just want to give you a little snippet here of normal talk about this is this is the discourse in the book. He's talking to the security guard, not security guard, like the DWP minder who's been set with him because he's obviously like having a pleasant one. What Let's I mean, be honest, to it's his babysitter. It's, it's his babysitter. <laughs> yes. Uh, what I mean to say, replied David, is that it is pleasant to look at. Nature has been carved through millions of years, and to eyes it can give so much pleasure, far outweighing what man can create. It is quite astonishing that nature can give us this, can give us this, ground us, to help us transcend ourselves, and yet we are so restricted from fully participating in such a free gift from nature. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Like, yeah. I mean, his general point is point? going outside good, which I'm like, yeah, fine. That's yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, agree. I like going outside and looking at trees it, it, sometimes. Is the, yeah, what, what, what's the tyranny that's preventing this in your well, life? Essentially, is it, is according, it money? To his, according to his, his uh, uh, babysitter, uh, a woman named Danielle, uh, going outside is pointless when you could be fucking. And I'm like, that's right, actually. Yeah, I've now just... swung around on the outs outdoors. <laughs> I'm now back <laughs> on the see. other side of the argument. What, uh, okay, what about. Because you can't do that outside. Out what if you fuck outside? So, like, <laughs> no. No, uh, the Panopticon, the guy in the Panopticon will shoot you. Right. <laughs> so, uh, in, the, in this, in this like, fantasy land of, of misery, which is a part of Britain, let's not forget it's a part of Britain. Yeah, therefore, Devo Max, yeah. The, Devo Max misery, the English, yeah. the English truths are, are also universal here, because, again, Scottish is a type of English. Is the sex-mad, like, utopia, dystopia, depending on your flavour of this, did they ban dogging then? <laughs> no, God, this, imagine, this, imagine the riots you'd get in to, this country the, if you yeah, banned yeah, dogging. Yeah, exactly. To the point of, I mean, technically it's banned, but like to the point of actually cracking down on it, to where it's impossible. Yes, it's burned up and down the country. He's not answered. <laughs> no, this, <laughs> he's not answered the central, um, the central contradiction in his entire argument here. What about dogging? <laughs> no, this David. This society is incredibly like pro fucking, except you can't use it for like. You can only do it for sport, for like uh, uh, yeah. a temporary relief from society. So you can fuck, but it, just, it can't have any content. You can only fuck that's, if you're a pro. But that's what it's for now. <laughs> like, what, like, what are people doing it for otherwise? 
I feel like and this I, guy's mindset is genuinely too alien for me to conceive of. Like, I'm struggling <laughs> to understand any of the argument here. <laughs> well, it's because we're skipping huge chunks because it's fucking gibberish, essentially. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's the rambles, rambling of a very, very, like, scared man. He's yeah. very scared. Yeah, it's definitely the rambling of a man who bought, like, a small pan to make a one-portion pot of uh, bolognese with. Um, <laughs> man yells at Panopticon. <laughs> uh, I think that- that's the title. <laughs> there now follows a multi-page rant about risk, which is essentially about how society is no longer allowed to take any more risks, which you can basically read in Spike any day <laughs> of the week. but the board game Risk is banned. Yeah. yeah After- that, that bit was very Brendan O'Neill. Yeah. After which, by the way, it's incredible scenes because his, like, babysitter minder Kara says, lol, I can see why you lost your kids at the job. <laughs> yeah. This is so fucking powerful. She um, fucking got him. Like, oh, my... <laughs> Yeah. After which we get into also a meditation about campus PC culture. Let me read you again a bit because I do think it's critical that you get a flavor of this good writing. <clears throat> See if I can do this. The infantilization brackets, or comma, one could say, comma, totalitarian control, end bracket, of students showed themselves most clearly in the transformation of campus security, <laughs> comma. I from swear to God, this this. This guy starts every sentence like it could could just be pray tell me thinks <laughs> from from staff slash older students acting as wardens comma to university hiring security guards slash private security firms to police the campus indeed these new style guards did become a kind of fascist army on campuses their presences infantilized the students any minor emotional trouble an argument with a boyfriend girlfriend or homesickness could be resulted in security being called in. So the poor student could have an impromptu counseling session with a burly security guard kitted out in military-grade clothing and a stab vest. Hazard wow, the bland mili- shirts. Military-grade clothing. <laughs> Tactical <laughs> psychology. That's what we need now. <laughs> Isn't this just any time the cops come to a suicidal person? Oh, yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, like, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's essentially what, like... What, cool. It, what if we had, like, tactical-style psychiatrists, like, dropping in from the windows every time you felt sad? Honestly, again, <laughs> if they were be actually fucking trained incredible. fucking psychologists, that would be an improvement on the base society in which we live. Yeah, that, maybe <laughs> that's what we should cut the army. Abseiler, yeah, we should uh, cut yeah. the army in favour of these guys. I yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah. A psychologist who's in the SAS. <laughs> 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 what if we did created a seventh version of the Ajax, but it's like the psychology mobile? <laughs> the Ajax actually just gives you a traumatic brain injury, which resolves all of your issues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, along the way, we also pick up Fergus, uh, the a man and also a resistor of the new empire, and essentially a, a, a young oh. Droog uh, who, who just gets wiped out later on in the book. Um, so we're about... We're a little over halfway through, and so far the main character has woken up, had an interview, spoken to God, and sat sat on a minivan. Um, and now we're off to the Isle of Harris by method of boat. Uh, evil guard Danielle, his first babysitter, is now swapped for another set called Josh and Raymond. They seemed well acquainted with each other. The three of them had that right-on air of the well-heeled West End Glaswegian civil servant. Respectable on the outside, a crumbling emotional wreck on the inside, with a very generous dash of dark perversity and low morals. I mean, to be fair, that is an accurate description of a civil servant. He's not exactly entirely wrong about that. 
Uh, and there's also, there's, there's Thor police as well. Uh, as Fergus warns David, watch what you say on the, in the penal colony. They will take meticulous notes, uh, as will the instructors and foremen on the islands. Everything can be used against you, including your biometric data from the chip in your armpit. Look at a woman and get aroused, misogynist. Say a bad joke, bigot. Make a fuss about freedom and liberty. A bad joke. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make a bad post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Make a fuss about freedom and liberties, dissenter. <clears throat> Swallow an AirPod. <laughs> <laughs> then we get once again on like the world's most comfortable prison ship where they each get their own cell where there's once again like a separate ensuite bathroom, there's a shower, there's a menu, there's a TV lounge that they can access, but only for an hour and a half out of five. And they get like a key card that just lets them walk around the ship. Um, that and sounds then, fucking cool. What the fuck? I know. That's like better than most fucking, sh you know, if you take a P&O ferry now, you ain't, you are not getting any of that shit. Oh, yeah. The worst part of being in the gulag was the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the, they're strongly warned that there's supposed to be no fucking aboard the ship, but they can watch some telly, and the keycard will know whether or not they're fucking. Um, then there's a dream. My, my boat with no fucking sign is raising a lot of questions already answered by the sign. But wait, I thought that I thought like the degenerate society you lived in was all about the fucking. Uh, no, not if you're sent to the penal colony, because um, if you're fucking on the on the prison ship then that might be triggering for other people. So you're not allowed to... Fuck. Well, it was a bit of a mistake to call it a penal colony, to be honest, then. <laughs> uh, then there follows a dream sequence, but honestly, even I'm not oh. reading that. I skipped that. Yeah, I'm real happy for him, but I ain't reading that. All right, so we now uh, uh, we interrupt this book for yet another important pissing update. David got up um. and went to the toilet for a piss. His bladder was full <laughs> to the bursting point. He was also desperately thirsty and starving. He had not eaten in or drunk anything for hours. He peed what seemed like ages. My a sim that's just been left on left on <laughs> the high setting, the high speed setting for like ten minutes. <laughs> he peed for what seemed like ages, comma a smelly yellow urine. Again, normal guy, normal book. Yeah. From his prison ship slash cruise liner, he also sees very cool things, and like it's just this is just cool. The rural areas will run as a state asset, fulfilling the goals of sustainable development and ecological goals. See, if you write goals in the same sentence twice, it makes it better. Um, mm. The state owned the land, air, and water. It effectively took ownership of the air people breathed, the water people drank, and the land where people were allowed or invariably not allowed to go. Which, like, that sounds amazing. That sounds very cool and good. Like, he, right he's now... Taken, like, he, he's taken, like, they're going to privatize the air from, like, every, like, dystopian sci-fi and said, no, they've nationalized the air, actually. It's even worse. <laughs> Stupid, sexy state interventionism. <laughs> yeah, man, this, this state sounds based as fuck, actually. Yeah. I, I think we need to, I think we need to push the, the leading figure they're going to mention a bit later on into doing stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna relitigate the USSR, except the gulags have cruisers now. <laughs> yeah, what, what if the USSR but luxurious and in Scotland? Which might um, be worse because it's in Scotland, but yeah. you know. By and then we get into an, be, um, yeah. another incredible like yeah, what if that sequence essentially democracy mm. had been gradually stripped away. Yes, mm -hmm. sure, people voted, but deals were done where the desire of the masters was obliterated. 
Whole uh-huh. countries were sewn up like kippers by politicians and leaders who did not represent the people who voted for them. Yeah, what uh-huh. if that? Wow. Imagine if that happened. Yeah. What yeah. if, everyone? We can only imagine, of course, thanks to books like <laughs> this. Truly, truly, <laughs> I know fear now. The stark reality that people were being initiated and broken in for a life of cultish totalitarianism was clearly shown by the dictate of the psychotic leader of Scotland in 2020, Nicola Sturgeon. Communist Nicola Sturgeon. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. What if Nicola Sturgeon had good politics? Yeah, and was incredibly based instead. Um, And essentially, Nicola Sturgeon managed to create this new society... Um, by creating a cult around mask wearing, and mask wearing creates blind obedience. And no. then we get into, you know... Oh, he must have been the only anti-Sturgeon guy to be fucking raging that time that she was caught without a mask on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we, we get off the boat, and now we are in Chapter 11, uh, Last Leg, colon, Welcome to Gulag Caledonia. Uh, oh, where man. S- <laughs> Where sadly enough, uh, uh, our young Droog hasn't made it. He's been shipped off already, uh, and he's been shipped out of the plot essentially. Um, and, and David <laughs> is also starting to lose hope in the human condition. May I say, me too. Um, this motherfucker's not seen a mirror up until now. So, <laughs> David, cl- David closed his eyes and wished for death. He yes. longed for the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted. He wanted to be extinguished from existence once and for all. Yes. He didn't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't care anymore. Yes. There was no point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, how he tried. How he had tried. No. Even if, <laughs> even if he tried to David, resurrect... it's a fictionalization. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> even if he tried to resurrect his soul, it would fail. Yeah. Every time he grasped at hope, he would be dashed against the rocks. Every action was met with failure. It was as though his action, his will, his life was futile. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what right. if that? This is the point that you try and sell me the thing now, Rob. <laughs> and then we get lots of really weirdly precise road descriptions. They don't. They drove away from the harbour, then up through the village of Leverberg itself. From there, they turned left at the junction, heading towards Tarbert on the A589. <laughs> imagine imagine driving around like rural Scotland and you uh, you stop off at a village and say, Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to get to the cruise and someone just hands you a book and says, Turn to page two hundred and forty five and follow it from there. <laughs> uh, it's also uh, uh, now it's time for windmill gulag. On the right, dominating the seascape was an ugly metallic forest of wind turbines. <laughs> Beautiful. God, these people are so mad about fucking wind turbines. This is basically covering every conservative bugbear imaginable. Wind turbines, as a general rule, aren't metallic, though, are they? They paint those things. They should still be metallic. Mm. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe they're not painting them a cool enough colour. Maybe that's (laughs) why these people are so mad about it. Can't wait for the Sonic the Hedgehog wind turbine coming soon. (laughs) Um, After which, we, we get to... Uh, this is the actual, this is the Caledonia Gulag. This is the actual prison camp in which she has just arrived. Now, see if you can work out if this is a prison camp or I didn't realise quite... it was a real, I thought, I thought the Gulag was metaphorical. No, it's an actual one. It's both. This is where wow. they make I, I also, writing. I also don't think he knows what a Gulag is, to be fair. No. Like, I mean, this is, this is his, his version of uh, a prison camp, a Gulag, uh, you know. 
yeah, like sort of very into simply, it. a gulag is a bad thing, like a prison, but yeah, worse. So it's a prison that's, that's where you go to live, conception. like a prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. See how terrible this is, and see how badly you don't want to live in this future. The man behind the counter sprang to life. Okay, guys, here are your welcome packs, he said. Each bag contains a set of pajamas and toiletries, soap, toothbrush, shampoo, conditioner, dental floss. You also have an electronic keycard, which will allow you to enter and exit your rooms and communal areas. You can't get in, in or out of your rooms without them. Don't lose them. There's a lanyard attachment if you want to put them around <laughs> your neck for safekeeping. Uh, here is also an information pack about the center. It tells you everything you need to know, where everything is, such as the canteen, games room, gym, education rooms, library, etc. <laughs> so Gulag has described like Scandinavian prisons with a fucking like torch under his under his neck. I've paid. Yeah. <laughs> I've paid money to go on trips that were worse sounding than this. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, I've paid money to camp in a fucking tent <laughs> on the off chance that I could make it wake up in time to listen to certain heavy metal acts. Like, this shit is fucking easy. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially... I just like the, 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 warning, the, the warning not to lose his key card. Like, you could just walk, you could let yourself out of the prison and then lose the key card. And just be like, well, <laughs> guess I can't come back. Do you know what I mean? It was a mistake to run a prison on the honor system, I guess. You're literally yeah, you allowed to, to leave... The the, you can go to the you, pub. Yeah. Like, you could just literally walk out the front door because this gulag has weekends. I'm not kidding. You can just leave. <laughs> yeah. Prison thing. Gulag. <laughs> uh, after which, Too David meets yet another social worker uh, and has a very normal one. David noticed something else that repulsed him. She wore a ring on both thumbs. For David, that was a sure indicator well, of ring. mental disturbance. <laughs> Thumb rings, mm -hmm. classic sign of mental illness. Everyone, what the fuck? Like David's mother was a practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine brackets, which was now outlawed, like many traditional healing methods. She often um, joked with him never to marry a woman who wore thumb rings, as this was a sign of mental instability, as the rings it disrupted qi flow. Jesus, oh, yeah. Then, then you're God. unable to power up like Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a social worker who could Naruto run. That's what I want. <laughs> but these confounded rings are keeping my hands stuck together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets it, it gets worse, Alistair. He felt irritated that his key worker, supposedly assigned to him for the duration of his stay in the prison camp, was so disinterested in him and still had her bloody hands in her pockets. She did not even offer him. She did not even offer him a hand with his bags. <laughs> My chief problem with this gulag is that the service is terrible. <laughs> it is a very brit brained thing to be like, God, I've been sent to prison and they haven't even offered to take my bags. <laughs> there was no mint on my they, pillow. They're going to call the call the manager of the gulag and complain. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. And he's also, uh, he's also warned that there are, like, remnants of what I can only describe as Islander Lib Dem communities that live beyond the pale. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, like, Scottish Lib Dems. They're, they're, they're strange and yeah. basically Willy Norwegian. Willy Rennie! <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a community of Willy Rennies, essentially. He's back, everyone! <laughs> Out of retirement for uh, one last fictional job. <laughs> uh, basically they survive by uh, crab fishing for the elite of the uh, perverted society headed by Nicola Sturgeon mm. 
Yeah, it's never made clear if she's still in charge, but I assume she's president for life or something. I yeah, there's there's Probably. no distinction made, so I'm assuming that as well. But according to like the 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 holiday camp guides i can't describe it anywhere else they are beyond <laughs> hope but you can't just walk out of the prison gate and just go visit for a p- visit down in the pub like you can just walk out and have a yeah have a pint th- th- yeah there's them. this like lovely coastal village that you can go to and have a pint like sounds great the, the guy doesn't even charge you for the first pint when you show up <laughs> yeah i mean it's incredible uh after which david is uh, shown to his hotel room slash cell uh, which has a shower room, large uh, ocean-facing windows, a little kitchen, as well as a telly and internet. It sounds fucking great. Uh, also, there's like a, a, a menu and healthy meals are delivered to your room. This, by the way, is where he eats the sad curry and then like opens a little bottle of fresh squeezed orange juice and feels very sad for himself, even though there's a nice so, little uh... sea breeze in the room. And they pro- and they even provide like a full set of fitting clothes. And then he feels very bad for himself. It's, it's him, tr- you know? Yeah. Oh, damn, this prison only has a, a three out of five star rating on TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. But yeah, uh, it's way nicer than either of the two hotels I've been to recently. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a normal guy. Uh, this is David lying in his bed thinking about surveillance. An inbuilt panopticon monitoring every infraction where he was not free to indulge the basest of ideas... Hell, even Georges Bataille, the French philosopher, masturbated in the bedroom of his mother as she lay dead, motionless on the bed, on the day of her death, without remorse or guilt. What so he finally there was... up? <laughs> He's trying to flex by mentioning a philosopher, and has accidentally mentioned the worst philosopher you could have possibly picked at that moment. Yeah, it sounds a lot yeah. like he's jealous of a guy who can have a wank in the same room as his mum. Yeah. yeah. Dead mum. You... Yeah, <laughs> What if you can do the tweet? Essentially, that's that's the problem with this penalty. No. Uh. <laughs> as the great as the great philosopher Corpse Wank Johnson once wrote. Panopticon. And then we get into yet another extensive memory, most of which I'm going to skip, except that he he remembers the time when one of his sort of work friends takes him to what sounds like an incredibly fun house party. Like, he gets... Yeah, it sounded dope. But it just so happens that his dead mum was up the stairs. (laughs) And he had to go for a wank. Um, (laughs) Weekend at David's. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, essentially, he gets invited, and, like, the door opens, and people offer him really nice wine and expensive food. Uh, There's, like, really good drugs everywhere. Like, people are smoking weed. There's, like, a big pile of coke in the toilets. Um... There's various that rooms like a poor where place he... to leave that. If I'm honest, yeah, yeah. it's not ideal, was it? There's, <laughs> there's like there's like various rooms where people are like hanging and banging. There's some good toe sucking action going on. This is, by the way, is quite graphic. The toe sucking in particular is really quite graphic. <laughs> <laughs> is this a specific directions like with the fucking boat? <laughs> Just. <laughs> I turned left at the toe sucking and then straight into the bathroom where the pile of cocaine was. This- turned left at the toe sucking on the A589. Re- re- <laughs> really fucking boring Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> Sober Hunter S. Thompson is what this guy is. Hunter S. DC Thompson. <laughs> And essentially, uh, there's a moment of weakness where he starts to participate in an orgy and starts groping people 
but then he remembers that he should feel bad about himself and leaves, has a kebab and then throw up. Excuse me? He, yeah. So he went into a room, sexually assaulted a bunch of people and then left. <laughs> to have a kebab and throw up, yes. Very normal. Oh, all right. Okay. The narcissism and inauthenticity of the guests of the party had he had just left grated on him. <laughs> I'm sorry, the inauthenticity? Mm-hmm. These people are clearly like letting their hair down and, ha- and being like, being I suppose, cool. as sincere as you can be with other people, which is, you know, getting off your face with them and telling them that you should really start a fucking podcast together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. When has that ever happened? When, when has anyone got off their face with someone and suggested they make a podcast? Mm-hmm. Never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's more common to get off your face than suggest opening a small plates restaurant together, I know. But um, still, he remembered gatherings and parties when he was a child at his country home. Ordinary folk. Extraordinary folk. <laughs> the last time he hung out folk. with anyone was when he was a fucking child. We, we, we interrupt this reverie uh, for some important piss updates. He wandered through. He wandered through to his wet room slash toilet and took a piss in the toilet. It was yellow and smelly, dehydrated. He did not bother washing his hands, like the former British Prime Minister Winston Churchill of the 20th century. He did not piss on his hands. Well, I'm glad he clarified <laughs> yeah. that because my I do not piss on my hands shirt is raising a lot of questions. <laughs> Um, and this, the following morning, there's something up with Fergus, who seems a little bit his his compatriot of of good sense, and he seems a little bit addled at breakfast. And I may I remind you, in this prison camp, there's coffee and croissants for breakfast. Fresh co- out, <laughs> outrage at the continental breakfast in my fucking prison camp. <laughs> Again, that's better than the breakfast I had at at least one of the hotels I stayed in. <laughs> it was one of the hotels you stayed in a British hotel, was it? Both of them were British, to be fair. Oh, well, Rick. <laughs> yeah, the one in Norwich was slightly worse than the one in um, Bristol, breakfast-wise. But also, I was, I was also much more hungover in Bristol, to be fair, so... We're coming up to uh, the end now. Um... Hurrah! It's, 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 been a, it's been a riveting ride, I think, I think as you'll all agree. Third time I've gone through this book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Four times too many. He's completely free to, like, leave the Gulag camp, and he can come back any time. He can even stay all night, get absolutely pissed, and then the prison guards will come back and tuck him into bed. Like, he has a full-on <laughs> weekend from the Gulag, uh, and he walks into what is essentially Reminiscenceville, or, like... I don't know what what would you call it, Sedan? It's like perfect England, like it's oh, little. It's, it's, it is England, bro. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the imagined Britain of a conservative brain. Like that's ex- you know, it's, yeah. it's a lovely little pub. You know, don't even have to pay for your pint. I mean, it's complete fantasy bullshit. Yeah. Like, also, there's there's somebody in the pub uh, in the corner uh, reading Crime and Punishment while smoking a cigarette. <laughs> wow, <laughs> which Mood. is. No, but smoking cigarettes is a crime in the rest of New Scotland, but in Old Scotland, because they can't repress the Lib Dems who live there, the crab fishermen, uh, they're still allowed to smoke cigarettes and play the jukebox with the the stereophonics on it. That's very so important. What you're telling me, Fucking what you're telling me, hell. is that this guy's this guy's ultimate dream is to stay at a, a reasonably nice hotel, but he but bad enough that he can complain about on a Scottish one of the Scottish Isles. Yeah, yeah. An enti- a, a, a dream that is entirely within reach for most people. Yeah, I would, I would genuinely love to read this guy's Booking.com reviews. Like, it, they would be fucking incredible. Absolutely. It was like a gulag. They didn't have orange juice. Go to a pub and listen to the stereophonics. This is this is all <laughs> just I a very... I could do that right now. Yeah, this is all just a very kind of weird way of retelling the tale of the last holiday that is 
ex-wife took him on to try and save the marriage that he was not invested in at all. He hated the entire <laughs> fucking time. She dragged him there, and that's why this is all the women's fault. <laughs> that's the thing. A lot of the antagonists are women. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. yeah. And then if you're wondering, well, how in Christ's name is this book going to end? Because we've literally done absolutely nothing. Um, and that's essentially that there's a priest there because this is a place which still has a priest and he, Christianity is obviously incredibly important. The priest, by the way, is the priest, by the way, is locally known as Lazarus. If you're wondering where this metaphor is going, um, and it it turns out that his dad may not actually have been killed by the state, but escaped to the crab fishing island with the rest of the really Rennies, um, and <laughs> father and son are reunited. God, I'd hate to find out my dad was Willie Rennie. <laughs> like, that would just be the fucking end for me. I don't I know, think. it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, right? Willie Rennie, but he's part crab man. You'd never be short of a picture of him, at least. Like, you would always have a picture of your dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, essentially, um, I'm going to skip some bits because it's content warning and it's not that interesting. Let me read you. This is the last couple of lines from the book. David held onto his father's coat with one hand and with the other placed his palm on the elder man's cheeks, almost to check if he was real. He cried and sobbed, his head tucked into his father's chest. Thomas cradled his naked son, just as when he was born. <laughs> Freud. Sorry, Freud alarm. The Freud alarm's gone off. For plot reasons, we're skipping skipping because I okay. then I don't have to do content warnings. All right. Yeah. So yeah, what have we learned today? <laughs> I don't like this one. <laughs> do or do not go on holiday on the Scottish Isles. I've learned. I've learned who I'm going to make friends with next on Twitter. <laughs> That's going to help you. <laughs> have you turned notifications on for his tweets? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's pen tweets about this fucking book. So. Oh fuck me. <laughs> Just yeah, what what an oh, exceptionally right. fucking bald outing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the baldness does shine with this, it's true. Yeah. Michel Foucault, the inventor of the Panopticon, was also bald. Really makes you think. <laughs> That's right. I love I love to just do fucking like references in what is ostensibly a fiction book. Oh, we skipped so many references, you have no fucking oh, yeah. idea. Yeah, it's, just a fucking footnote. Like I said, oh, the Panopticon in... Uh, the amount of times he references Solzhenitsyn and um, and and Heidegger, it, it's it's really uncomfortable. It's incredibly worrying. Yeah, like it's 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 bad news bears. But that's you know that's the bad future we're all we're, we're all heading to if uh, if Nicola Sturgeon remains in power uh, and she might yeah. stay there forever now. Damn, well, damn, damn if hear? Nicola Sturgeon remains in power, I might get to go to a slightly nice hotel in Scotland. Mm. <laughs> Do you want to hear his pinned tweet? It's yes. Gulag Caledonia, Scotland 2050. Fact or fiction? <laughs> An improbable dystopia or are the gears in motion for such a reality? You decide. I've decided already. Yeah. I can only <laughs> fucking hope. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me look at the Amazon reviews for this real oh, quick. No. Nine ratings, three stars. Okay. Okay. Wow. One star is the most common rating given. What a shock. I can't um, believe that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Sorry, it's just one of these is incredible. Um, Come on, hit me. Bearded man chucks a salt air into the handmaid's tail a myriad of times whilst frequently <laughs> interchanging and contradicting language. 
Is it totalitarianism or eco-totalitarianism? Offering a hollow character whose sole purpose seemingly is to help fill a narrative of bleak modern-day Scotland depicted as a hostile nation to all non-LGBTQ plus people. In short, another fantasy victim piece by a straight cisgender man. <laughs> save your money, save your sanity. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, see, and, and for you, the listener... I simply said no. For you, the listener, it's too late because you already listened to this fucking podcast. <laughs> Hold Hold on, there's one, there's one uh, titled here, as deranged but not as funny as the synopsis suggests. <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted in by the synopsis, which made it sound like it could be so badly written that it might be funny. Unfortunately, this was not the case. To anyone else considering this, don't bother. Why didn't we read these before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should have read, read them instead of the fucking book, quite frankly. Yeah. I've definitely done that before. <laughs> For a book, so. <laughs> one star reviewers come on the podcast mm. <laughs> that's right <laughs> all right all right okay. well i think that about does us for uh for another week's worth of podcasting and like if you does. joined as a new listener because you listened to us talk about strikes and then about buses hope you like this too that's why you need to be on our patreon you should yeah you should come on our patreon in fact this, this week we released two episodes uh, we have uh, Lila on for another After Dark, and we had Connor and Sarah on from It's Movie Time Baby. And speaking of It's Movie Time Baby, who you can find at twitch.tv forward slash It's Movie Time Baby, we will be appearing on stream with them this Sunday at... Uh, you're expecting me to come in, but they haven't told me what time. At some point, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so keep an eye on keep an eye on the fucking Twitter, um, which is twitter.com forward slash PraxisCast. Um, and myself and Jamie were on there to watch our film. We've, I think we've got a film planned. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Like just, but we'll be there. You should be there. Just just turn up. Nobody knows what the fuck's happening. It's it's a it's a vibes kind of outfit. It is. It's very much a vibes kind of outfit. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. To be fair, they are they they're much more vibes than what I. Yeah. Do. All we know is that it's movie time, baby. That's it. So that's us. You can get your t-shirts right. at um, praxiscast.tmail.com and yeah, I think that's it for plugs. Oh, the um, RMT gems support the fucking strike fund. There's a link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, go support the strike fund. And if, if the RMT are not your union, perhaps your union will be on strike soon and you want to um, big that one up instead, then you pass the link and for them. And if your about. union's not on strike, just wildcat that shit. <laughs> Generally, <laughs> just do that. Uh, yeah. So, um, Sinan. Also, yep. Another plug, though, uh, if this comes out on Thursday, yes. which I'm sure it will, mm. we'll be on Valheim tonight. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Okay, so that's twitch.tv forward slash practicecast. Also, have a little check. Um, there may be another stream happening this Sunday. Um, waiting to see whether or not I can get the technical issues worked out with that one, but potentially there will be so much streaming. So much I know, plugging. I know. So much plugging. Too much plugging. Anyway, we've we've taken up enough streams, of your time. Streams of the future, granddad. <laughs> We've taken up enough of your time on plugs. So, Sinan, would you like to plug? That's right. I will plug. Um, come join me at, uh, at Peace at Home. Uh, I am not the person who does the music at Peace at Home. I'm the guy who hosts it. With Jamie, actually. Yeah. It's very yeah. good. Yeah, but yeah. who does the music? Uh, Jordan ben. does the music, I believe. <laughs> God, God, if Ben did the music, we'd get no listens. I'm sorry that like, no one would fucking listen past it. Like... <laughs> We'd have a very different like demographic outlook. I'll put it that way. <laughs> oh dear. 
Um, you can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash skthecrusader, where I do stuff like point at Keir Starmer and call him a ham repeatedly while playing Crusader mm-hmm. Kings, which is pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also catch me at YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash skthecrusader, where you can see me review video games or talk about how online piracy is, and I'm not going to finish that sentence because I will get fired from my job. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so we're gonna we're gonna leave it there alright and I think we'll leave the whole fucking thing here and uh, fuck off Uh, yeah we're gonna fuck off sick you should fuck off yep fuck off bye (laughs) bye see ya